Hi Gail, hi John, Richard and Claire, roving reporters on location in Sanur, Jaco Sanur again. <laughs> we have some company today. We have Claire, Titin, Lisa, Deddy and Francie. We had Neil, but Neil had to go back to work and we forgot to record before he went. So everyone's going to say hello. Here we go. Hello. <laughs> hello Gail and John, I miss you. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Hello. hello. <laughs> Claire says hello. There we are. Okay, another podcast hopefully being recorded tonight, so we'll send some stuff through for you. So lots of love. See you soon. Bye. See you soon. Bye. 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 So welcome to episode seven of the podcast. News from your Bali family. So yeah, Jacob was um, yeah, it was great. I think we stayed in there for, I think it was two and a half hours in the end. Um, reason for, well, we, reason for going is always to meet Neil after church at 12 o'clock. So um, his news, we'll start with his news. Um, he was all set to, to go and move in with Dommy, his brother, um, and they were going to work together on this thing, construction, something, something like that. Um, so we... <laughs> We asked him also, you know, is that is this still your last day at your at the old job, or you know, have you finished yet? Or no, no, I'm staying. Oh, okay. Why? I changed my mind. I don't want to do the the job with Domi. Why? It's construction. Oh, is it a bit difficult? Yeah, I don't want to do construction. And to be fair, he, he did say that when he first came to Bali, um, that that type of work he, he really didn't want to do. That you know, he was happy with cleaning. Uh, gardening, stuff like that, but he, he really didn't want to be sort of on a building site pushing cement and sand around, and I don't blame him at all for that. Uh, so he's staying put. Um, so he seems okay about it. He, he really wants a day off, like a, just a Sunday, you know, so he can go to church and he can have a little look around and do something else and just have a bit of a rest. Um, so we'll keep looking to try and see if we can find something for him. Um, but... For the time being, he's going to he's going to stay where he is. So, but he, he's in good spirits, so uh, no problems there. The other reason then for meeting in Jaco on on the Sunday on yesterday, because it's now Monday morning. Didn't get round to the podcast last night. S- same reasons as always, just too knackered. Um, was to meet Titin. Um, I'm not sure if you know Titin. Um, she was in the orphanage. A while back now, because I think she's 1994, 1994, 2014, so she's 24 now, or just coming up for 24, um, so she left a, a good few years ago now, and has, and has worked since she left, um, seems pretty pally with Lisa, so I don't know Lisa's timeline, but I'm assuming that they were probably, they probably left the same time maybe, that would make sense, yeah that would make sense. Um, so uh, Claire had been in touch, or Titin had been in touch. Uh, Claire goes through the um, the local magazines, the Sanur magazine, Sanur Weekly thing, and also the Chango Community Facebook pages and Sanur and stuff like that. Just looking, just looking out of interest. But a lot of job adverts come up in them. So she, if she thinks of one of the kids, or you know, one of the kids that have left, that might fancy something like that, because they quite often talk about how they they don't like where they are and they want to move on um, 
so she she just sends a, like a screenshot of it through to them so they can you know they can have a look and they can decide whether or not they want to want to go for it and Claire sent one through for Titin which was for um, an assistant wedding planner uh, and Titin she really fancied that so she has a CV she showed it it's it's very good but very very basic very very nicely laid out um, and all the um, all the usual information there is you know dates and age and height and all that sort of stuff and religion and uh, photograph and uh, where she went to school um, and what she studied as far as well three initials which I suppose Indonesian employers know what that means um, where she did work experience where she worked but you know worked at X and Y uh, cashier uh, customer service or you know there's, there's no there's nothing else you know there's not enough for me, there's not enough information there for an employer to read that CV and think, yeah, I'll put that girl on the list for an interview. It's just, I don't know. I, that, that's just my opinion, which is why I've done the CVs the way that I have, and obviously you've seen those. So she was very keen to to adapt hers. So, yeah, so we met her yesterday um, to take notes, you know, just to go through the CVs that I've done with the other kids and pick out the stuff that she'd done also because it's relating to the orphanage, and then that would then spark her to remember about other things she'd done, and of course it worked, worked a charm. So we got all the details down, so uh, she was on her way, and obviously I think she'd gone to church with Lisa, so uh, Lisa came along as well. Um, and then word got around, and, and Daddy followed, um, and then Francie met us uh, a little bit later on, and I'll explain why. Uh, in the podcast so yeah so we got the information done so last night then I was I cracked on yesterday afternoon I cracked on with the with the CV and then sent a sample across to Titin for her to just check over and I got a couple of things wrong and a couple of things to add and we went back and forth with that and now it's done and her CV's ready and she can now apply uh, for that job and any other job that she wants to to try for she's currently working in what looks like some sort of metal workers, builders, merchants type thing um, and probably you know one of the f very few girls within the that business um, mostly men especially the customers and stuff and she's finding I think she's being a, a little bit intimidated um, she was saying there's a lot of bad language flying around and uh, particularly from her boss and she finds it very uncomfortable um, I mean that certainly in the UK. I mean that is exactly what the environment is in the builders, merchants, and that sort of thing. You know, being in the trade. You know that that's it is very much like that. And there are girls in the trade. You know, working on the counters and um, doing you know and managerial roles and accounting and admin. But they they always seem to be very much the type that can handle it, if you know what I mean. Whereas. Uh, Titin doesn't feel that she can, so she'd like to move on. So anyway, hopefully, fingers crossed now, good luck to her for that, um, that it'll work out for her. So we'll uh, we'll keep you posted. Uh, so Francie followed a little bit later on because yesterday was his uh, his boxing, kickboxing grading um, up in a place called Mungui, which is, um, I don't know, 10 kilometres north of Changu. Uh, it's not far from here, but he actually had to go back to Sanur to meet at his Satlat, which is his boxing club in Sanur, um, with all the guys and their coach, uh, and then they went across then to Mingui. So he was on the road a lot yesterday, but he, he left the cost at three o'clock yesterday morning, 
um, and then got to the got to his coach's um, house, met everybody, and then at about five o'clock, then they all went across in convoy on, on the bike on on the bikes um, over to Mingui. So I got he sent me some photographs of, of that, and then also some photos of him with the kids, kids with the boys all doing their grading, various grades. So anyway, he passed, of course. Um, and it was all, we were hoping to go up there in the afternoon to have a look and just, you know, watch him. But we were obviously meeting Neil and Titin and Lisa and Deddy at Jayco first at 12. And then by 1.30 he was with us. Um, it had all finished, so he came across and had a, an avocado frappe. Yeah. Um, he was knackered, um, so he didn't say a lot. As you can tell from the from the voice recording, he was the one that went hello at the end. Um, but it was nice to see them sitting there and they they chatted a bit uh, all together, and that was nice to see them catching up a little bit. Uh, yeah, his grading's done, so he's now on orange belt. He doesn't have the belt yet, of course. Uh, on order, waiting for it to come, but that's good. So he's now got to get two more stripes to that orange belt, which will give him like official coaching status. Um, so that's another two gradings. I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but hopefully it'll happen relatively soon, which would be within the next 12 months, I suppose. Um, but he hasn't done a lot of training for quite some time now because once he'd once he'd finished his exams, uh, then he was off to Sumba for two months. So there was nothing then. And then, of course, when he came back, he started work. So, you know, all part of... Uh, the cycle of life, um, but he's been he's been going. I think he's been twice now on a Monday, because he's managed to have the time off on a Monday to go back to Sanur to his old school, where his club trains. And he's been doing. I think he's actually been doing the coaching, uh, which and he's been doing that on a Monday for ages. He was doing that before he left the orphanage, which is great experience for him. And his coach is very confident with him and you know proud of him. So he just gets on with it and. He's quite a uh, France is quite a taskmaster when he's uh, when he's in charge. Um, so you know he puts them through their paces, uh, and he has a good workout too. So he's going to carry on with that, uh, including tonight, Monday night, and uh, keep that up, and then hopefully try to do that every Monday, um, and then possibly on a Thursday as well if he can arrange with his boss to do an early shift on the Thursday so he finishes in time. Um, yeah, so uh, hopefully, and just just building up a little bit more stamina because they've asked. There's, there are boxing competitions that they want him to enter, which is like city, and then region, and then and then uh, national, if you like, you know, Bali, and then representing Bali in Indonesia and going to Jakarta and doing all that. And it's uh, he he definitely is excited by it and wants to do it, but he also understands that you know his boss, his coaches have said as well, like, you know you. You know, in order to do, there's one in two weeks that they, they wanted him to do, or asked him to do, but it would mean that he'd have to train hard every night for the next two weeks to get himself anywhere near close to having the stamina. And it's impossible, absolutely impossible with work. Uh, and he understands that, so he, so he has told them he can't do it. But he is going to start training, hopefully, hopefully twice a week, or maybe once a week, and then the other, every other week he gets another session in because um, he's also still very keen to start the scuba diving course with Kate as well, so maybe they can alternate it, because Katie wants to alternate weeks on that, 
She wants to go every other Monday. But a lot of the time, they're, they're back in Sanur by three o'clock, having done the dives um, and are back in. So there is, he could then hop off to train if he wanted to, you know. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, so he's, uh, he's all happy about that. So, uh, yeah, so Claire had, Claire wanted a haircut <laughs> this week. She's been going on it for a, week, a couple of weeks now because I've, I've been cutting it, uh, yeah, periodically. Uh, Kate's had a go. I think Rianne did it as well. Um, but every now and again it gets to a length where she just wants it shorter so it's easier to manage. You know, it's, it's a lot shorter now than it ever was in the UK. Um, but she just wanted it to be a bit shorter again and she was asking me to do it but I was in a bit of a strop last time when I cut it and didn't really pay much attention and made a real mess of it uh, and she had to go to a hairdresser in the end then to get it done properly um, but she was happy enough for me to try again but I was very uncomfortable so basically just put it off and put it off and put it off and then we, we found a hairdresser not far from, the, from the, our new place and she went in to ask, um, you know, can you do haircuts? Yeah, yeah, how much? And the woman just quite obviously and blatantly looked Claire up and down, looked at me, and then plucked a number from out of her head, um, to which Claire said, no way, I'm not paying that, and walked out. Uh, in the end then she went, we came back to the room and she, she cut it herself as much as she could. And then I went in to, to try and tidy up around the back. Uh, and di again, didn't, didn't do a particularly good job but after a few days now whether we're just getting used to it or not it, from the front it's absolutely fine but if you looked at the back you could see that it was you know a bit haphazard um, but once she straightened it and washed it and it looks all right and she's just about getting into a tiny ponytail so it's a little bit too short for her I think really but it won't be long and it'll soon grow because it always grows quickly uh, okay next on the list uh, Cindy has, she's growing up fast, well she's getting taller, she's still stroppy, but she's getting taller and she's clearly sort of, you know, starting to grow up. Uh, she's got a new pair of glasses, uh, I think she, she got them through school I think from what we, what she says, um, I think they're minus, minus two or something like that, helping her for reading, um, but she wears them all the time, of course, uh, and she, she very much likes likes having them on and she looks really good in them actually so she brought those to the beach at Sanur on Wednesday for yoga um, sporting her new her new glasses her new look um, a little bit dangerous for on the beach to be honest but you know she wasn't having any of it so she kept them on and then wouldn't go into yoga either which was a bit naughty because she needs to do that because um, sometimes you know when she's if she's sitting on the beach with the kids She's definitely the one to suddenly decide she wants to get up and walk off and go and have, you know, just go for a walk. But of course then completely lose her bearings and not be interested in, in letting us know what she's doing or where she's going. So you've got to keep an eye on her. So she played up a little bit on Wednesday because Claire went off with some of the older kids to uh, go and get the, 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 the corn, the barbecue corn, which is, I don't know, about a kilometre down the beach and Cindy and some of the other girls were supposed to stay um, and Cindy stayed for a bit and then as Claire was getting out of the distance Cindy decided that she was going to go and she just got up and ran 
Um, but thankfully, after a bit of shouting, um, and Emil was, uh, Benjamin was there, and Becky and Nicola were there as well. So we managed to coax her back, um, and uh, she was not happy at all. And just sat on the beach on her own for about 20 minutes. But then once once Claire was back, then she was up and running and, you know, eating the corn and she was happy. So that's all right. But, um, yeah, she... Well, apparently the week before she promised she didn't go to yoga either. She stayed on the beach and promised that the next week she'd do yoga. And then this week uh, she wouldn't do it again. So has now promised again the next week she'll go. So we'll have to be a bit firmer with her, I think, next week. Uh, and get her in there because it's uh, it's it's very good for her. Okay, so uh, Friday basketball. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie from uh, left last year. Ronnie, you, you you'll remember Ronnie. Everybody knows Ronnie. Um, came to meet us. He had a day off, and his brother is over. His older brother called Robin or Robinson. Um, not an orphanage kid. Um, was visiting. Um, so he'd been over, I think, for a couple of weeks. Um, really nice guy. Uh, so he brought him along to uh, to do the basketball. But Robinson's carrying a bit of weight. So <laughs> Ronnie on the phone was, uh, you know, C can we come? Yeah, of course you can, Ronnie. You gonna play? Yeah, yeah, I play. Is Robin gonna play as well? No, Robin won't play. He can't play basketball. I said, well, he, he can learn. He can learn. That's okay. Have a try. No, 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 no. He's too fat. <laughs> Typical Indonesian. Um, but anyway, yeah, he's carrying a bit of weight, but I wouldn't have said he was fat. But uh, he shot some hoops and stuff and uh, had a couple of goes at some of the drills and the, and the shooting competitions that Martin does for them. But when it was time to play the game, he, he opted out. Um, but Ronnie and then Francie came down after work as well, and, and Ronnie and Francie just, you know, took over proceedings as usual and very, very vocal and shouting and whooping and running and doing silly passes and, you know, messing around. So, yeah, all good fun. Uh, so that was good. Uh, and then we were due to take them out for a bite to eat. Um, but Robin decided he was too tired and wanted to go home. And I said, Ronnie said, oh, we're going now. And I said, oh, you, Macan, you're going to, you know, going to have some food? And he said, oh, yeah. Robin, 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 my camera. And then he came back and said, no, Robin wants to go. So I think Ronnie was a bit gutted because he he never never turns down a free feed. Um, so that didn't happen. And then Francie and Katie were going to meet up with us, um, Kate after work, um, around the corner. And then Martin, he had two friends visiting, I think, work colleagues, two ladies, very nice. So we can all meet up and have something to eat. And then we went round to this place, and Francie and Katie were waiting there. Katie was really, really tired, and I'll explain that shortly. Um, and we waited, I think, maybe 20 minutes, no sign of the others. So Katie was dropping, so they, they, they went home. Um, and then another, God, 30 minutes later, perhaps, we decided to... Oh, we got a message from Martin, and his phone had packed up. And they'd been running around trying to find somewhere to try and charge it, so we could get a message through. Um, because my my directions to him as to where the place was, he got it. He got himself mixed up, or I, it wasn't right. So he'd been driving around trying to find us and couldn't find us. So anyway, in the end, he finally got a message through to us, as we were ready to go. And he said, "Have you eaten?" And I said, "Oh, it's okay." And the place we were in was starting to to fill up. They had a band, 
and it was getting a bit noisy. So we said, oh, we want to go from here anyway. Do you want to meet somewhere else? And as we got out to the bike, they pulled up. So we, we ended up about 20 yards down the road in a different in a different place, uh, Peruvian Warung. So uh, I had Peruvian fried rice. <laughs> um, can't remember what Claire had. Vegetarian, was it a salad? Yeah, vegetarian salad. So we sat and had a chat for about 30 minutes and uh, and then we headed off home. So yeah, um, that was that was nice. But Katie's yeah, very, very tired at the moment. This um, conference thing going on at her work. Um, she's been very busy. She's a lot, a lot of stuff to do, which isn't technically anything to do with her because it's all about the school and she's she's the gym and the gym is incorporated in the school but it's it, it uh, sun yesterday was uh, was the open day i think so any anybody can come in could have come in yesterday and lots of these people shall we call them delegates coming from from far and wide um coming in to check in and register and check their schedules and stuff so she ended up handling the registration and the scheduling and so she learned some new skills. She, she walked in last night. She, she got there, started work at 7.30 yesterday morning, and she walked into our room at 10.15, having just got out, because we got food and stuff, but she came and just, uh, I don't know what she did, actually. Francis left his bag here, I think, so they just came in, picked up a bag, uh, and then went straight home again. She was very tired, and she walked in, her first words were, um, well, I'm going to have the best CV ever, you know, meaning she's learned some new skills, but she wasn't particularly happy about it. Um, so they've given her a traditional Balinese-style ceremonial shirt to wear, and of course she's very small, and you know, they said, what size do you need? And she said, well, I'll have a small or an extra small, please. Oh, sorry, the smallest we've got is medium. Okay, well, I'll have a medium then. Went to the box, large. So, of course, it drowned her. Um, but uh, we had a few days to play with because that was the end of last Thursday, I think, or something that she got the shirt ready, needed to be ready for Sunday. So um, Claire chopped it up, resized it, and then we managed to find a tailor not far from here to um, to just uh, what do you call it? Do the seams and the hems or whatever, oh, you know, up the sides on the put, put the sleeves back on. Uh, overlock is it the the bottoms and stuff. So she explained to him where to do it, you know, she tacked it and all that. And and he did it in a couple of hours, no problem. Very, very neat, nice job. But when we got it back, Claire realised that he'd he'd brought the material in further than she'd have liked him to. So we were panicking then. Was this shirt gonna be too tight for Kate, you know? So anyway, that evening, maybe Friday Friday evening, um, they came round and she tried it on and it was perfect. Um, so she was very happy, so yeah, that worked out alright, so she wore it all day yesterday. She actually quite enjoyed it actually, um, although it was such a long day, because it was busy and she got she got to know the, the, the school staff a lot more, the teachers and stuff, and had a chat. Um, so that was nice, and she spoke to one of the managers, and she, uh, she's she been assigned, uh, there's lots of speakers, so people coming to do presentations and things through the week. And she's been assigned one speaker, a lady, um, who very late last night um, gave her a list of things that she needs for her speech. Marker pens, post-it notes in th three different colours, A5, A5 paper, um, 
of a certain thickness, <laughs> because if it's too thin, the pens go through it or something like that. It's just you know, very strange. You'd think they'd have that sorted before they got here, to be honest. Or with it being a school, you'd think that the school would have all the equipment, but it, it didn't seem like they did. So when they went off this morning, she had to get there again for 7.30. I think they were trying to find a, like a, a school art shop or something on the way to try and pick a few bits up. So we'll find out later whether that worked out or not. Oh, or basketball, sorry, back to basketball. Um, every week they have a, a shooting competition and the week before Sarah won it. Um, this week Lilise won it, so she was uh, pleased as punch and we, we'd stopped off at a, a sports shop on the way and picked up a cheap um, trophy, you know, all these plastic looking, you know, gold with uh, a globe on it or something like that, you know, just, just as something to hand over. Only for the only for the day, just to give it back before she goes home. So Lily's won the cup uh, this week, so we've got that now. It's, yeah, it's in the room here. So photos, we've got some photos for that, so we'll send them through. So yeah, that was all good fun. Everybody happy? Uh, conference. Uh, we were due to meet uh, Nutri and Melfi on Saturday night to have some food, um, but Nutri had to work late, so that didn't happen at all. Um, we bought a kettle, <laughs> a little one and a half litre kettle from Ace Hardware. We've got this water dispenser here, which, you know, the it heats the water and it also chills the water, which is quite nice. I, I wanted one that had, like, so I could have cool water. Uh, so that's nice. And it has the water heater, which is, it's, you know, we've been using it and it is enough to make a cup of tea, but what we find is that. The tea bags here are not anywhere near as strong as the tea bags back in the UK, and not that we need it to be like that, but we just we just like it to be a little bit stronger than it than than it would normally be. So we leave the tea bag in for a little bit, and with the water being at the temperature it is in this dispenser, by the time we've left it for five minutes, you know, it's just for me it's just not just not hot enough, just not hot enough. It's the sort of thing that you could take it down in one gulp, and. And I don't. I like to have a sip here and sip there, you know. So <laughs> very petty. Uh, so in the end, I gave in and said, right, I want a kettle. So we, we it was twelve dollars. We bought a kettle, and now it's positioned. Um, nice little, nice little neat thing. So now I get a, I get a hot cup of tea. So I'm happy with that. Uh, so we've done Francis boxing as well. Done that. And I'm just going through the list again. Monday, we, t we told you about last Monday going swimming with Sarangan with Desto and the, and the two girls who've now finished. It looks like there are two Belgian interns that are going to take over today, but uh, in true fashion, we've not had any, any uh, communication regarding it, but it doesn't matter, so we're just going to go and do our normal thing. Um, we've got the two floats, swimming aids that, um, that Jana and Michelle bought three or four months ago when they were here, so we just carry on using them. And if the, if the new girls turn up, uh, then great. If they don't, well, then I'll just do it the way I normally do. But uh, oh, Audrey and something, their names are, and they know Yana and Michelle, who were here before, and they also know Stephanie, Milu and Babette, who were here before, um, we, who we've probably talked about in the past. So it's all from the same university, so it's a really nice sort of continuation. And each of those sets of interns have done swimming lessons with the kids in their during their time here so and then Becky and Nicola from Germany did it last month 
So it'd be really, really nice if these girls can uh, can carry that on. So we were told that they were like you know they were getting their stuff ready, getting some equipment together, and they had ideas and this and that. So I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna turn up today with the kids. So hopefully they will. Um, but last week we have I think we talked about Sandez, little girl who's the the newest arrival to the orphanage. She must have been here maybe probably a couple of months now um, from Sumba from Rizal's family um, and she's, uh, she's settled in very nicely, lovely little girl, um, very affectionate, you know, she'll sit and cuddle with Claire and sit in her lap and all the other interns and stuff and she's very smiley and happy, enjoying, enjoying the swimming because um, she's never, probably never been, she, she'll have been in the water, you know, probably down in the creeks, you know, in, in the village. Um, in Sumba, but never, never certainly had any any sort of swimming uh, tuition or ideas. So she's got the you know she's using the armbands and she's really really enjoying that and very 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 happy and comfortable in the water. So she's been coming a few times, so she might well continue. Um, but on the roof of the homestay where we go and do the swimming in Sarangan now, I know I said before there's a nice view of the sunset, you know, at that sort of time anyway. So we go up there, you know, at that time each week. And Sanders was up there, and there's a, there's a music system, and there's music playing in the background. So Sanders was doing some dancing. Um, yeah, not uh, not shy. Um, so we took some pictures and videos. So I'll send those through as well. Meant to meant to talk about it last week, but um, by the time I'd you know finished the, the the podcast and sent it, we realised we hadn't said that. But um, yeah, lovely little girl. Um, and then there was one more thing. Oh, where's it gone? Uh, oh, boys soccer. Sunday, yesterday, yesterday morning, kick off eight thirty in Seminyak. Um, there's a there's a new well newish. I don't know how long it's been there. Everybody else seems to, at Finn seems to know about it, but we didn't. It's called IFC International Football Club. So it looks like a, another football training club for kids run by some French guys. Um, so a bit of rivalry there between the Finns coaches and the French coaches. Hmm. The dark side of kids football. Um, so a little bit uh, tense um, to begin with, um, but by the end it was all fine. Uh, mainly I think because our, our team thrashed them. <laughs> Um, really good game actually. The the pitch was quite small. It was basically, I think the village. Um, uh, is it, yeah, it is Seminyak or Umalas. I don't know. Um, they've donated a or given the use of, of basically I think an old rice field, um, as a as a football pitch, for the kids for this team this club to to congregate, and I think obviously the club maybe are paying rent or something for it or or you know. The shops and stuff around, so when they have training and stuff, then the shops get some money from the kids buying drinks and, and snacks and things like that. Um, but whoa, very, very, very makeshift pitch, you know, dry as a bone, incredibly uneven, potholes, little stones through it, dog mess. Um, but they, you know, they, they'd made an effort. Two really nice football goals, obviously, had them made specifically, really nice. Um, decent size as well, not too big, but not too small. Um, the pitch wasn't very big, maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe the length of 
one half of a standard football pitch. So the boys, when they arrived, you know, our boys, oh, too small, too small, too small. But it, it, it's not, it's not. It's a good size because it, you know, you've got rice fields all around and there's a homestay one side with a wall. And then, you know, you, if you start booting the ball around, there's no fences to stop it from going, you know, if you boot it out, it's gone. Or it'll take you 20 minutes to go and find the damn thing in amongst all the banana trees. <laughs> but uh, it it works, you know, and it you know trains you not to go blasting it here, there, and everywhere. So the as they say in the trade, you know, keeping the ball on the floor, um, and it worked really well. And it was a very competitive game, um, and both teams worked very hard. And our team, you know, they 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 played like warriors. You know, they really battled for everything, uh, and they got their rewards. And uh, you know, really really happy with it. Uh, Risky, Rajan, Steve, Algin, Rivaldo, and Guntur uh, played. Couldn't be all of them because it was only one game, eight aside, and obviously there are lots of Boule kids, you know, paying customers as well that need to play. But <laughs> I think I think they had they, they needed a squad of fourteen, and there were six of ours, so that's another eight kids to come, and I think four of them actually turned up which is very typical of the Boulay kids at the Finns Club. They just come and go as they please. It's not it's not high on their list of priorities, I don't think. Um, but, you know, the boys that did arrive played well and fought hard and really enjoyed it. So it was a, a really, really good experience. Re yeah, excellent experience for the kids as well to be playing competitive football. Um, and they need, to, they need to do more of that because it's supposed to be every other weekend on a Sunday they'll have a, a, a tournament arranged at the Changu Club where they'll play 12 minutes per half, I think it is, and they'll play like three or four games maybe across the morning into the afternoon. And that that, that drags. It does drag because it's a long time and it's hot. So it's not ideal, but just hopping off around the corner to Seminyak on a Sunday morning, 8.30 kickoff, you know, by 9.20 by 9 we were driving away, all done, so less than an hour. And we got there at 8, so, you know, a little bit of warm-ups and talking and play the game. It was 15 minutes each way, I think, for this one. Um, kids are happy. They've had a run out. They've played football, and they go home, and, and everyone's a winner. So I think it could happen. I'd like it to happen every Sunday. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Of course, the kids are buzzing there. You know, It's constantly, when's the next match? When's the next match? When's the next match? And it teaches them to play as a team um, without them getting too tired and you know, too put off, if you like. So... I'm going, to, I'm going to mention certainly that uh, on Tuesday in training, I'm going to say that it would be nice if that if we could do that, say, even once a month or even every other Sunday um, when they're you know, alternating. Um, and you can, you can rotate the children as well because they don't all have to come. You know, you only need... I mean, 12 will do it. It's only 15 minutes each way. Eight kids playing, four subs, and just roll the subs, you know. It's, it's fine, and the kids love it, you know. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind... You know, I'd be happy to... To be the adult, you know, if it's a case of the the coaches saying, well, you know, we're already committing a lot of time to it, we can't do, you know, I, I would, it's just turning up and uh, uh, just, you know, saying, right, you start, you start, you playing goal, you, you know, uh, anyway, we'll see what happens, don't overstep the mark. <laughs> there we are, okay, so I think that's, uh, I think that's a lot, just checking my message again, my, my notes again, I think that's it, yeah, so today, Monday, off to... Uh, Sarangan again for swimming. Um, say so hopefully the the new girls will come as well. Francis is going to meet us 
Um, he's off today, so he's gonna. He's he was here this morning, but he's he's gone off now. Probably going to see some mates and stuff, and he'll come down and meet us um, at about four o'clock. Um, sit for a bit, and then he'll go off to training because Kate's probably got another late one again tonight. So uh, we're we're finished in Saranga maybe about six thirty. So we'll make our way back over to Changu, and then hopefully she's done by seven thirty, and then we can have a bite to eat and. She can let off steam about how her day went, um, and that's another day done. There we are. Oh, we got a we got a nip to our visa agent to pick up our passports. To the the latest extension is done, so we just got to pick them up. So we're we're valid now until twelfth of December, and we can extend one more time uh, before then having to hop out the country again. So we're we're holding off on that for the time being because we're still we're still hoping that we can we can get across to Australia. Um, around that time, but still haven't managed to find a way to get Francie's family certificate back from Sumba yet. Uh, he's, he's chatted to his brothers and sisters and McNeil yesterday, and no can do. Um, we even said to Neil, you know, look, you, you know, you go over and get it for me and bring it back. And Neil said, well, I can't, can't get time off work, you know. So that's that. And there's nobody else who's on their way over anytime soon, so. Yeah, well, I don't know, think of it. I mean, if it comes to it, maybe we'll just have to see if Francie can... Francie gets two days off, and if Kate can get two days off in a row, maybe they can just hop across and just spend a night over there, um, pick it up and bring it back. But as long as Francie's dad is happy for us to then hold on to the certificate, the original, here, until somebody else is heading back that way. I hope so. Because, um, you know, it's as safe as it can be with us here. We'll put it in the safe. Um, and I don't think he needs it over there particularly. Um, anyway, yeah, work in progress. There we are. So another podcast done. Ooh, 37 minutes. It's a record. Um, pardon? Yeah. Um, yeah, chatting with Lisa again yesterday and your messages with Claire. Um yeah, nice, nice to hear that you're, you know, you're, you're on track. It's all going the right way, and that the, uh, you know, the the itchiness is uh, calming down, and and you're feeling a bit better. And um, yeah, all this is here, ready and waiting for you, whenever you're ready, Gail. You know, don't you worry about that. Um, everybody really looking forward to seeing you again when you're ready. Okay, so lots of love. Keep safe, both of you. And see you soon.